0: Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. Oh gosh, it feels good to be back in the studio after two pre-recorded shows um, the the last couple of weeks and um, I'm not alone in the studio. Very exciting I have. Uh, Two young women from Mount St. Benedict College this morning. But first, let me tell you a little bit about the show. It's a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people, people in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their choices and consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can choose to apply the relevant aspects in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found a more sustainable, loving and heartfelt way to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and our mental health. This week's show on Stay In The Loop with Lucy, we're talking about safe partying. And um, I have two members... Dusana and Tanay from the Wise Decisions Project. Is that correct?
1: Yes, Yes, that's
0: right. So welcome to the Triple H Studios. Thank you very much. You're actually representing a larger group of girls, aren't you?
1: Yeah, there's nine of us.
0: Okay, so we should probably do a big shout out to them. Yes. You you drew the short straw of a Sunday morning, right? Uh, I guess we did, yeah. (laughs) By the end, you're going to be very pleased that you came in and shared with us. So, um... Perhaps tell us a little bit about the project in your school that this project fits within.
2: We're part of the CMPS division, which is community problem solving. So basically you find a problem that's prevalent within your community and then you find a way to
0: help um, solve that problem. So what was the problem that you all identified?
1: Well, we found an issue like with safe parting. We wanted to spread the message of... How to party safe, and we're trying to educate parents as well as girls because um, we know that students receive quite a bit of education at their schools about um, safe partying and all about drugs and alcohol and things, whereas parents might not be up to date with some of those things. So, we're trying to aim our project at parents as well as students.
0: I like that. Whole school approach. I'm a parent myself, so I'm your target audience. All (laughs) right, so I'm going to be one of your guinea pigs today. What I have um, noticed in the parent community that I'm um, a part of, I'm part of a number of different parent communities, but I've noticed that we kind of lace things with our own experiences but also our fears of not wanting our children to go through that as well, which almost makes makes it a bigger deal sometimes than necessary. And also we hear stories of the extreme. We don't necessarily hear stories of the good side and the fun side. And partying is a rite of passage. It's what teenagers all need to do to socialise. To, um, I mean, you know, we hold parties for you know, from birth, two, three, four, five, six, seven-year-old parties. Uh, But all of a sudden, when they get into teenage years, we don't host parties as much. And when we do, there are some fears around that. So I love that you have picked up on something that is very much needed from a parent point of view. And I can imagine your parent community would benefit, um, as well as other schools' parent communities, benefiting from what you're sharing.
2: Well, we found through our research that parents are the largest suppliers of alcohol to teenagers and that alcohol is more likely to be consumed at a party or a friend's house. So we thought that because students already already receive quite a lot of education about um, partying and alcohol and drugs, that it might be best to target the parents so they can receive the same sort of education.
0: Because actually it's illegal to supply alcohol to an under 18-year-old, whether they're your child or not, correct? Yes. yes. So that's a bit scary, isn't it? That the that they that the people who are the biggest suppliers are parents. Yes. It is.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um another well to add to Tanay's response, we also thought that um well, our thought process was that parents are often the ones that give permission to host the parties, so it was important to target them because they might have misconceptions and mm-hmm. things about how like parties and
0: yeah yeah how they could go yeah yeah absolutely and they they possibly want to encourage I mean there's something there's nothing nicer than having your your kids friends round to your house like it's a it's a great thing because in a way you sort of feel um you're creating the environment you know what's going to go on you're you're there if there are any problems um but equally with that there's a kind of there's a moment where a parent can forget that they're a parent with the boundaries and they become a friend and want you know kind of either want to join the party or kind of want the party to be fun and they've got a picture of what fun is and you've got a picture of what fun is um do, do you find what's your feedback been like since talking to parents about it
1: we've been in contact with our parent and friends community at school the pnf um We're still waiting for them to get back to us, actually. But Mm -hmm. we were planning on talking to parents later this term with a police liaison officer um, coming in to speak with them. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get to know what their feedback's like from that afterwards. We've also um, put some stuff in the newsletter, which is commonly read by the parents at our school. And so far we haven't heard anything back from that, but it's still in there so still in I there I talking,
0: yeah. yeah come on parents let's get some engagement here we need to we need like parent feedback because otherwise again like uh, yeah we don't really know where that's, we're going with that that's up. right You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. Welcome back. I am in the studio this morning with Dasana and Tani, who are with me from Mount St. Benedict College, um, part of a larger group who are doing a project on wise decisions, um, which is part of a competition that they have entered. And they're talking to us about their project, which is um, enabling parents to know a little bit more about um, teenagers and partying and sensible decision-making. Wise Decisions is a very good title because ultimately uh, it's about making wise decisions, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is.
0: It's not about not going, but actually making wise decisions when you're there.
1: Having a safe time while you're at the party. That's And part of the fun. Yeah. When we first started our research, we started just on the internet looking around and then... We thought about who would be good to interview and we came up with a list and we've made contact with our school's police liaison officer, uh, Officer Linda Hart, um, our school's Dean of Students, so also our Vice Principal, Mrs Dean, um, Paul Dillon, who's the head of DATA, Drugs and Alcohol Research in Australia.
0: He's really good, isn't he? Have you had him at your school before?
1: Yes, he came to visit... Unfortunately, it wasn't part of our project. It came just oh. before, but um, he came and spoke to our year group and it was really helpful.
0: You know, those, I remember um, they did it for uh, at, at one of the schools that I was at and um, they, he did a talk to the parents and sadly not that many parents turned up and he did it to the students. But what he shared was when he presented his, his findings to the students, he talked about um, how alcohol kills brain cells. And, um, you know, that really the the time when alcohol comes slightly more into their lives is around that year 12 time. And that's when you need all your brain cells. Yes. And he said it was really quite funny watching the year 12s. and He said it happens in all the schools he goes to. The, the, the 10, 11, 12s, you can see the faces as it suddenly dawns on them that actually maybe they're kind of not helping themselves and particularly the year 12s when it starts being quite crucial and, you know, what he was sharing was that very often it's a stress coping mechanism and yet the tool that you're using to cope with your stress... is
1: somewhat self-destructive. Completely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what did Linda Hart say?
2: Um, She told us that when we're having a
1: party that you should register it with my night which is the police website that's just gives them a like heads up that you're having the party so i guess if anything happens that they get caught about they know what's happening and they don't get there and suddenly it's a whole new thing um and it just like helps them know what's going on like that's it's true, isn't dope. it? Yeah.
0: yeah, and and also with um, it, you know, if it's a loud party, then if they get a noise complaint, then they they can say to the person, "Yep, it's registered with us." Then the music's going to be turned down at eleven thirty, and it'll be off by midnight. Or it'll, you know, yeah. th- there's an uh, there's an uh, there's a where an awareness of the party in the first place. Also, um, I think they do drive bys, don't they? That they can just you know yeah, do the occasional manage- drive by to help and yeah. That's quite good in terms of gate crashes, don't yeah, you reckon? Yeah, I, yeah. Have either of you experienced uh, stories or heard stories? Um, again, not about necessarily about your school, uh, but heard stories of gate crashes. I mean, where shouldn't we put the invitations to parties? Well, you shouldn't make. You should
2: if you put them on Facebook, which most people do now. Um, you should make them a private event, so it reduces. Gate crashes so people don't like bring people who aren't supposed to be there.
0: Yeah, so then you have a list, and if they're not on the list, they're not getting in. Yeah, exactly.
1: And it also helps if you don't release the address straight up, like maybe say which suburb it's in, but don't release the address till maybe. Like a day or two beforehand, so that way there's no time for get, gate gatecrashers to plan or like mm. for friends to spread the word that it's going to be at this place, and then someone choose to gate crash there. It just helps, yeah. To yeah, that makes so much sense. What about location services?
2: Well, you should turn your location services off, especially when you're posting. If you post a picture of the party on social media, because that helps gatecrashers. They know where the party is, so they can track it and find out where it is
1: also with the new um snapchat update on the snapchat maps you can see where any if you're not on ghost mode which is a setting they have um where you're pretty much a ghost you can see other people on snapchat maps but they can't see you um but like if you do have it on you can literally see if you zoom in far enough, you can see which building you're in and which is quite a scary thing, actually. That is, yeah. So just be wary of that when you go to parties, and unless you want the gate crashes, uh, yeah. which I'm sure you don't, turn it off.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, some of the this is I go back a couple of years here, and I think I might even have talked about it on the show with uh, Linda Hart when she was on on a couple of years ago, and um, we <laughs> we were she was saying that um, there are some of the older boys in the same school genuinely wanted to mess up some of the younger boys parties because it was funny because they were so shocked by what you know what they brought into the party and the behavior and the attitude and and that it was part they thought it was funny in a rite of passage but that's not funny to someone who actually is just trying to have a quiet party
2: yeah that's horrible
0: it's scary isn't it because you want to you want to have a party you want to to have your friends over but it only takes one person to have their location services on and then it's out there
1: yeah definitely and it can also if you get gate crashes it can really throw parents i feel like um because having one bad experience might Mm -hmm. just prevent them from wanting to throw another party in case it could happen again yeah and that's really not what Anybody wants, they want to still have fun because it's just a way to have fun with mates and stuff. So,
0: and it is safer yeah. to have that uh, to have a party in someone's home than in the park, Definitely. isn't it? Really, where there is no safeguard or anybody who who's around, and it, and it would be much less safe. So, we want people to to say yes to having parties in homes. Therefore, yeah. kind of, there is a there should be a framework, shouldn't there, of support there. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. Welcome back. I am talking to Tanay and to here from Mount St. Benedict College. Uh, We are talking about their Wise Decisions project. Up until now, we've really talked about why it was important to do um it's about uh, choices around partying and alcohol and alcohol really is the biggest one isn't it yeah. so were there any surprises that you found in your research or things that you really didn't expect
2: well i think we thought that um the statistics were quite shocking because we found um some that said Uh, three out of every 114 to 17-year-olds drink weekly and 78% have consumed alcohol in the past 12 months. And then we also found that parents are the largest supplier of alcohol to teenagers.
1: They're all quite drastic statistics. So that's... Like, if you put that into a school year, the three in 100 students drink weekly, that's nearly six students in a school year of 200, which is quite common. And that's... Probably six too many, to be honest. It is, isn't it? It's quite sad that that's out there. But um,
0: and hospital yeah. presentations. Don't, what, what what are you know in terms of that young group, and I probably will flip to it being male for now because males have a shorter lifespan. Suicide, homicide,
2: and accidental, accidental deaths so are the yeah. biggest contributors are the biggest alcohol. causes of deaths yeah. um in young people and alcohol is the leading contributor to all
0: of them i think yeah. that's huge right yeah it's massive so we say that and then we say the biggest supplier of alcohol is parents and yet these parents are devastated by the consequences of that in their children's lives so wow what you're doing is enormous it is It's huge isn't it yes you're doing this on a, an international stage, aren't you? You're doing it for a competition.
2: Oh, it's an international competition, but um, we're currently we're doing it at a national level. So next week we go to um, the national competition and we'll present our project there. Very
0: cool. Are you ready? Uh, just about, I think. Yeah. So okay. what are you going to say when they say, why are you doing it? Why is it necessary? What's your stand up and go, this is why?
1: Well, it's very relevant to us. That's probably the biggest thing. It's something that we relate to because we're in that age category for all the statistics.
0: You, you potentially want to turn yeah. around the statistics for your own age group. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, you know, I have to say the health service would love to, to have you do this because <laughs> um, hospital presentations would, would, emergency department presentations would drop drastically if alcohol was taken out of the mix and, and particularly in that age group. Yeah, definitely. They'd drop a lot. Yeah, they would. (laughs) All right. So when you were looking through how you were going to do your project, you obviously had um, a plan. How did you let people know about it?
2: Well, we've done a few things. So we've put up posters and digital signage around the school, which basically gives safe party tips. So um, things that you can do not to stop going to parties but to be safe and have fun while you're there
0: what what's involved can tell me what's on them these safe party tips
2: so like for example turn your snapchat on ghost mode and because obviously that leads to gate crashes and things like that and then also like uh to register your party with the police before you hold it and sort of that sort of those sort of things
1: and to know how you're getting home so Ah. That one's a big one because, like, there is this, like, even with all this information, you might still end up drinking and just to have a plan B of getting home, like that massive um, advertisement, that like, um, campaign that's out there by the police, have a plan B. I like that. Important.
0: We're going to come back. We've got the news now. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Plan Bs and what could be in those Plan Bs. And maybe yeah. we'll give parents a a framework that they could maybe put in place Right now, just you know, just we're coming to the end of the weekend um, and we're into the holidays. But hey, we've got another weekend. It's like Groundhog Day. These <laughs> these decisions still keep coming up. So after the news, we'll talk about that. And welcome back. You are listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. I am talking to Tanay and Dasana this morning. Good, morning. Good morning. Good morning. They are both from Mount St. Benedict College and um, they have realized that there is a major problem. With teenagers drinking early on, they have their research has shown them that parents are the first people to introduce alcohol into their lives. Largest suppliers, massive problem. Largest suppliers, drug pushers, adults, drug pushers, (laughs) (laughs) and um, and we want to do something about it, right? Yes, we do. Okay, you have fire in your bellies. (laughs) So, and let's let's support parents. In this section, by giving them a party plan, let's say okay, we know there's a problem. Uh, We know that um, that there is clearly a feeling of being under resourced in knowing what to do you want to offer your young person this opportunity they have a massive responsibility that they bring to that party bearing in mind it could go horribly wrong and it could never happen again so what do we what would the party plan look like if the parent and the young person sat down together to talk about how how this party was going to go well
2: i think you'd have to know um you'd have to know to look out for all your friends and um and also to know how you get home, and what to do if something goes
1: wrong. Okay. Yeah. So the tips we could give is definitely for the parents to register the party with My Night, the police website. Yes. Um, to just be sensible and don't supply alcohol.
0: Yeah. Um, so like, what could they supply instead? Let's 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 say okay, what sort of drinks work? Well,
1: if kids or well, teenagers i should say um wanted like to feel as though they're drinking alcohol or they wanted like the fancy looking drinks like there's all sorts of recipes for mocktails and things exactly out on the website
0: mocktails fancy the- glasses can i say sugar gives the same hit as <laughs> alcohol um if you know, like it, it does. And yeah. actually the the group of people together, there's an excitement in that. So you combine the excitement of being together and the fun of that with some sugar, like, you know, hello. We try and keep it away from the little ones because they keep too excited. So, you know, yeah. let's <laughs> um, we will go into um, why they want the alcohol a little bit later. But um, what we've got so far is make a plan how to get there and how to get home.
1: Definitely. Have someone to look out for you while you're there. Yeah. So if you're a guest, just, and you know that there's going to be drinking happening, just if you're not willing to say no yourself, just know that, like, try and find someone who's willing to look out for you. Yeah. And because there's heaps of horror stories out there where girls have, or boys have just, like, their friends have been too wasted to notice. Yeah. So just.
0: I've noticed that um, you don't actually, everybody responds to alcohol in a different way. yeah. And so just because you, you you know, someone else can drink three, you might not be able to drink three. You might have a, a more extreme reaction to one. And of course, there is a bit of spiking that goes on. So you might not realize you're drinking alcohol. You might think it's fruit juice, but someone's actually spiked it, which is in fact completely illegal.
1: Yes, it is. Um, I think it just as a safety tip, when you're at a party, don't put down your drink and leave it like unsupervised, and then come back and drink it, mm. unless you completely trust the people who are yeah. at the party. Because there's any chance of something happening to it. And also, when Paul Dillon came to speak at our school, he gave us uh, the students um, the. Two tips. One was to have a fistful of food before you drink, just as a safety precaution, and to drink water to keep you hydrated. Yes. Yeah, to... Very important. important Yeah, he
2: said as well that that helps if you do end up drinking alcohol, that it helps absorb it so you don't... um, It's not... It's less... It's more safe. Yeah, it's Clearly. less
0: toxic in your bloodstream. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's not going. Yeah. Into, you know, think about stomach. your kidneys, right? We've got these go- this gorgeous gorgeous part of our body that does a huge amount of work processing what we put into it, and and you know, the kidneys and the liver have to process alcohol, which is a disinfectant. Let's be honest. Yeah. In hospitals, so it it struggles when we put something like that into it so having the water just flushes it it weakens it just as we mix a fruit juice or a liquid with an alcohol to to make it less strong that's what you're doing in your bloodstream essentially yeah
1: and also the food kind of it just prevents it from going into an empty stomach and like damaging the inside of your stomach cuz
0: Again, look, yeah. oh, wow, what are we doing to our bodies? You we mentioned we're damaging our stomach. It's true. We've got to line our stomach. Yeah. Yes, and there are certain foods that are going to, you know, the if you can eat something, you know, um, that's quite solid, a sandwich, yes. It, it definitely helps. Yeah. definitely helps. Um, what about, um, so we've got, let's just recap, we've got a plan to get there and home. Um, someone, either a designated driver... And that means no alcohol whatsoever. I think it means no alcohol whatsoever at your age anyway when you're driving. Yes, exactly. So a designated driver. And also, if you don't have a designated driver, then someone who, you know, a a relationship between all of you that says you're going to look out for each other. And, um, you know, I don't think it's about babysitting because I think actually we all need to be responsible for our own behaviour. And um, I I know there are a lot of situations where you're always the one who's looking after everyone else and in the end you kind of go, well, it's just like catching someone who jumps off a, um, you know, out of the first floor window. If you're always there to catch them, they're never going to learn not to jump out of the window in the first place. Yeah. So sometimes you have to let someone fall in order for them to go, hey, I need to be responsible for myself. But there are frameworks that you can do that in that are safe and not safe. But, um, you know, encouraging, if you are the person who's permanently looking after someone else, having a conversation with that friend because you love them enough to say, wouldn't it be cool, uh, you know, actually, I've spent the last three parties looking after you, so I'm not actually having a good time myself you need to actually look after yourself or I'm actually going to not come to the party with you or certainly not going to be the one that's that's looking after you when you're there. Is that a conversation that you can have at your age or with your friends?
2: Yes, I think it is. And I think um, um, teenagers our age should definitely have that conversation with their friends so they know like what is happening and what is a good thing to do and what's not and how to look out for each other as well.
0: Did Paul didn't talk to you about how to look after someone, how to recognise the signs that someone needs an ambulance?
2: Yes, he did. Um, I, I remember he said about if you put them, you sit them on a chair, which is like uh, straight back and no arms, and if they're like falling or slouching, um, then you need to call an ambulance for them.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so when they're not really able to control their movements and they're just stumbling and they're just not really with it, like that's definitely when you yeah. need to call an ambulance or get them to a hospital.
0: What I loved about Linda Hart was she shared with us that it, it, they, the ambulance do not need to call the police. So no one's going to get into trouble for um, you needing to call an ambulance in the sense that the primary concern is to make sure that that young person is safe. Um, they There may need to be, um, you know, how did that happen? Further down the line, but it, but the most important thing is actually making sure that the person's safe and yeah. well. And um, so, the more information you can give to the ambulance about what they've taken and what they've drunk, m- means that you could actually save your friend's life. And not saying it, just the regrets of what you couldn't should have done.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really important thing about what you and Linda Hart have said um, about the ambulance does not mean the police. Yeah, like. There's that misconception yeah. I think. And that's a really important message to spend. I spread. I'd say especially amongst students because there's just that immediate link, like that all the emergency services like talk to each other about everything like straight away.
0: So, Isn't it interesting? It's like you're being told off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I
2: think it's very important to do that as well because um there's so many stories about when teenagers didn't realise they didn't call the ambulance because they thought they would get in trouble from the
0: police and I think yeah that's important for teenagers to realise yeah and you realise that you know it's hard because you are doing something that's illegal because you're drinking but equally that's god they're a bigger fish to fry someone's life um is it is potentially at stake that's more important and I don't know it there is a fear of being responsible for your choices and a fear of accountability. Yeah. And I believe that part of our job as adults is to break that down and to say, look, we do need to be responsible for our choices. And as adults, we need to be responsible for our choices as well. But it's not it doesn't always need to be such a terrible thing. It's actually a really good thing because it means that we will learn when we stuff up from your mistakes Yeah, yeah learn from them i mean you know as toddlers we had to learn how to walk and no one told us off every time we fell over or knocked into something yeah well through teenage life is very similar you're learning how to be an adult and have the you know the choices and the consequences and what kind of environment you're creating for yourself so when we're talking about those top tips again surely um the environment, and we'll use a police word here. Okay, what if the environment you're conspiring to give yourself a good night, right? Yeah, and actually, the the choices that you make will lead to that night having going one way or the other or having a a certain number of choices. So the environment that you create is really important. If you've registered your party with My Night, if you've um, made sure that you don't release the address of the party, if you've asked the people who are coming to respect and turn off their location services... If you're, um, if you've actually thought about what alcohol, you're not, the fact that you're not going to serve alcohol, but you're actually going to give, you know, all sorts of other fun things you're going to have, you know, what you're going to have. You're going to have a DJ, you're going to have, you know, uh, mocktails, you're going to. You could have
1: a theme as well, like costume, like a Halloween party. Yeah. Like that, just like the costumes themselves would make it so much more fun. Yeah
0: activities like just you know you think things through you think things that actually are going to make that be far more cool than being drunk in a corner and actually miss out on the party you want people to remember the party as opposed to not so it's you're you're conspiring to create an environment that offers choices that are more positive and supportive than not yeah yeah that's so quite a good, and, and I always think that it was a police officer that shared that word with me, um, and he's a great guy. And he, and it made me look at choices and consequences really differently, because how much have you conspired to give yourself a situation where actually there aren't that many choices and consequences? A foregone conclusion. It's going to be messy.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It is.
0: Yeah, we'll go to a break on that. We've got some community service announcements. And um, when we come back, we're going to talk about how parents could maybe role model what a party like that looks like. Okay. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and Stay in the Loop with Lucy, 9.30 in the morning. You wouldn't have had any alcohol, but I challenge anyone to have not wanted to boogie to that song. If they weren't sitting and their shoulders were moving a little bit and they're boot a boogie in your seat or in your bed. I am joined by Dasana and Tanay. Tanay has been telling us about the importance of this with the statistics. Dasana has been adding all sorts of flavour and practical experiences and now we are really going to go into that. We're going to say, we're going to talk and hold on to your seats, parents. We're going to talk about parents as role models. Yes. Now... This might be slightly uncomfortable, but we're not wanting it to be uncomfortable. We're wanting it to be Education. inspirational, educational, and a challenge, you know, and to say, give it a go, right? Okay, so, should we set the scene slightly? Yes. All right. Parties. Two, three, four, five, six, right? Yep. Kids, no alcohol involved, right? Seven, yes. eight, nine, ten, eleven? Mm?
1: No alcohol still. No honey,
0: yep. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen, you know, you're wanting to be a bit more of an adult. What do you associate with being an adult? And you don't have to say alcohol. We're going to say that alcohol is part of the mix, but what is it to be an an adult? What are you striving for?
2: Uh, Well, I think when you're an adult, you have a lot more responsibility, but you also get to... You have a lot more freedom as well. Independence
1: is a big thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think once you start hitting the teenage years, you want to have the party more without the parents. They're, like like, the independence and not having the constant supervision, whereas when you're really young in primary school the parents yeah. are always there and sometimes like all the parents come over for the party as well and That's true. Yeah, so I think that's the biggest difference between parties when you're younger and parties when you're older.
0: No parents allowed. That's usually on your bedroom door, isn't it? No parents allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Or is that just the movies? Mm, Possibly Um, just the movies. (laughs) But there is. There is a strive for independence. And with independence comes responsibility and accountability. So your role models. um, I did a... um, I've done some workshops in schools and I will very often ask the young people, have you been to very many parties adult parties where there is no alcohol. I had four hands go up and that was across... Got to be about a thousand children. Four hands!
1: Yeah, that's, that's crazy.
0: And, and I, w- I wasn't trying to walk them into a trap. I wasn't trying to say, you know, parents don't know how to party without alcohol. But it seems to be that that's quite normal. It's the way they relax, it's the way they loosen up, it gives them more courage but um if that's what teenagers are seeing then they're not you know what does does that matter do you reckon does it matter i think it does because
2: um teenagers start to think that it's every time you have friends over there's always alcohol there and it, like at weddings and stuff as well there's always alcohol
1: and i think um parents like it's good <sighs> to drink but just as a general thing not drink every time you have friends, just, like, show... Yeah, exactly. Show the kids or teenagers that it's not every time. Like, you can have a good time without the alcohol. Like And it's also a smart thing, especially when you're out somewhere and not to get too tipsy because you have to drive home afterwards. Uh, Illegal, yeah,
0: good point. Yeah, so,
1: like, if you're (laughs) having a... um, Barbecue at the park with mm. friends and stuff. Just maybe refrain from having a beer or whatever with your mates, because that way it's a good role model for the kids. And then you can also drive home under the limit.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it is Benefits great role modelling, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with alcohol, but no. when it is when it is a staple at every party and every barbecue and every outing, it
1: just sends the wrong message. Like, like I said before, just. Not every time. Yeah. Sometimes, but not every time. I love that. You don't need
0: it. Very wise words. (laughs) Very wise words, Dasana. Thank you. Um, But it's crazy that we even have to say it, isn't it, really? Yeah. Not every time. And I bet that's what they would say to you as teenagers. I know I have said it. You don't have to drink every time you go out. You don't have to eat sugar every time it's put in front of you. You know, like we can say no. Yes. So what would we like adults to do if their parents here how could they how could they role model it
2: Um well they could role model it by if they have um, if they have friends over like it's fine to have alcohol but when they have it every time they have friends over um it's if, so like if they if if they had friends over
0: you're doing very well now. Just saying, I'm just saying, it's very well because it's funny. It it's almost like we're conditioned. We really want this, um, but we're not quite sure how to say it because we might offend someone. Yeah, and so you don't say what you want to say because you're worried about offending someone. Yeah,
2: political correct. It's yes. true, right? Yes, that's true.
0: So so and yet we all feel it. But the parent who's, who's having such a great time might not notice quite as much. And it's really important that, we get, that I, in this room, give you to the voice because you learn then to say things that are important to say on behalf of others who can't say them, you yeah. know. And that's what I feel is so important about your project is that you're speaking for many who maybe don't have a voice and who can't say it. You just plant a seed in parents' minds, parents' thoughts about, well, maybe I could approach this slightly differently.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest message is, like I've said, like three times already, <laughs> not every time. That's just, yeah. yeah. I think it's just important to kind of move away from associating alcohol as a, as something you need every time you get together with friends or as a celebration it's doesn't have to be the thing that the party revolves around.
0: So what what do you what does it serve? Maybe in order to understand why it's so prevalent, why it's so there, why it's always like a go-to. What does what alcohol what does alcohol do for someone? I think it just
1: the it, like it's associated with liquid courage, I guess. Mm. So people th- like associate it with they get drunk and then they have the courage i guess more to do things that they wouldn't normally do
0: so and courage confidence yeah um, relaxing maybe, maybe if you had a really stressful day the other question i asked the students was how they how they saw adults relax didn't make it personal about parents adults relax and very often it involved alcohol or smoking
1: yeah, yeah. um and you see a lot of movies where it's turned to alcohol to deal with an issue, yeah, which is
0: yeah, a coping terrible. mechanism, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and that's very big in teenage years, isn't it because you've got you've got all these feelings coming up and your passions are high, you know your disappointment's equally going to be high yeah. so if if you see you know someone reject you in your heart they've rejected you yeah. you've given them everything they reject you you think okay how do i handle it i don't want to feel all of that how do i see other people dealing with that oh we drink we smoke we go partying we go we, we go into overdrive um and we certainly don't cry and we don't indulge yeah that's what i'll do
1: it's yeah i think that happens a lot but it's also really sad because a lot of um like most people would know that that's not healthy for you and it's not going to benefit you it's pretty self-destructive so i think that's the saddest thing about it and there's a lot of resources out there to like um to cope with things
0: yeah and it and it's so important it's called emotional resilience isn't it really and and you know that supporting teenagers to have a um uh, 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 because their brains haven 't quite made the frontal part of the brain is where all that reasoning comes and it 's not developed yet. You have to understand it 's not developed yet, so having those conversations and supporting you know each other to have conversations about how we can um, how we could deal with heartbreak, how we could deal with going to a party and wanting to be the person that says no, how to host a party where there 's no alcohol and be, have the courage to do that. I think even sometimes that's a big ask. Um, But the parents need to have the courage as much as the student needs to have the courage, yeah? Yeah. You've been amazing so far. We're coming to the end of the show. However, um, we couldn't possibly go without um, finding out the last little bits of where you go from here, what the next steps are for you, and then um, where we can find out about what you do. So what are the next steps
1: Uh, So next week is the national competition for um, future problem solving and we'll be presenting our project there and we'll hopefully make it through to the next international level. Um, But aside from that, if we do get through, we'll be trying to organise a police liaison officer, Linda Hart, to come in and speak with the parents and staff at our school um to inform them on what we've been talking about today. And uh we're creating a website uh later this week um which we'll send to Lucy. So you can do a link. So you can get in contact with us and it'll have some tips on safe partying the yeah.
0: Fabulous.
2: Yeah and maybe expanding later expanding out to other schools and so it's not just within our community so everyone can see what we've been doing.
1: Yeah and everyone can benefit hopefully from our project.
0: That's great. So those resources are are pretty valuable. Now next weekend what happens then? Um, So
2: what happens is we all go to, I think it's held this year at Knox Grammar and there's uh, a bunch of different teams from various schools and we all go and we present our projects and we get judged on what we've done and uh, they mark us. And then we, I think, three teams
0: go to the international level. So, yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. It's quite competitive. I yeah, guess.
0: only three teams. That's quite big. I mean, that's not very yeah. many.
1: Yeah, we'll be going through a lot of things there, like, there's interviews and. There's like a and we, fair thing where they come and look at our stand, and
2: yeah, yeah, we make yeah we make a stand and we make a scrapbook and we do a report and we that's everything we present about everything we've done.
0: So I should make sure that I've got this edited and given to you. So just in case you have a link, you can <laughs> give people a snapshot. Yeah, we could
1: send. Well, if we you have an the iPad there and some with.
0: headphones, then if someone comes by, they can actually listen. Yeah. That That's super good. important because what you've done here is you've put yourself out as, as authorities and I'm so pleased you did.
1: Yes, it's been a good experience.
0: Yeah, I've learned. Thank
1: you for having us. Oh, I
0: have learned lots from you, so I'm very pleased you're coming and I'm really pleased that you found, found your voice and you were able to, to share um, with us and with the other parents in the community. Yeah. We all learn. Yes. So is there anyone else you would like to thank?
2: Well, uh, of course, our teachers who've been helping us and mentoring us on this. So, Miss Nugent and Mrs. Directs and also the rest of our team as well, because obviously they've been helping us with this.
1: Um, okay, we'll name them we'll give them a shout out each. So, um, do you want to
2: start? Uh, Lily O'Brien, Lara Bryant, Jessica Curran, Talia Bennett, um, Jessica Tan, Caitlin Dunk, and Claire Dean. Woohoo! Yes.
1: Thanks,
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're all here. It makes a team, doesn't it? And it yes. spreads the load. And it doesn't get any different when you work in community projects as adults. Let me tell you, you need to, you work as a team and then different people have different strengths and they'll go and do different things. And so you were the two that came to, to talk on the radio, but someone else might have, you know, got everything together to to yeah. present, you know, at the at Knox next week and to do the stand and everything else. So it's really team effort, isn't it? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's good,
0: like learning to work together. Yeah, and a, a massive shout out to the staff at Mount St. Benedict because, as you say, we, you have two teachers who support you and They've hold the space. Us, yeah. That's right; they mentor you to to know what you can do and bring projects alive. Which, um, it's 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 it takes a particular skill to let students. Um, experiment and then help them bring that out into a a real project that can make a difference. And I'm, you know, massive thanks to them for supporting you as they have for some of the years before you as well. Yes. Yeah. Very exciting. So um, you will send me some things that I can put on the website. It might not be up for the show Tomorrow, but it will be up um, for maybe next week. Yeah, Yeah. next weekend. All right, perfect. This week we've looked at the um, issue of young people and drinking. Um, We didn't really touch on binge drinking, but I think that we've got all the way through. Knowing that that actually is probably one of the bigger problems, isn't it? It is.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: You know, that adults tend to drink in moderation and even though more regularly that, that students actually are starting to follow suit but with the new excitement of something, there's a binge that goes on. We've talked about the effects of alcohol on the brain. We've talked about poor decision-making and we've also offered um, top tips on how Social to... Social media yeah. oh,
1: is one of the big ones as well. Just keeping it safe and not especially location wise like just not spreading your location on this you're absolutely certain yeah
0: about. you know the other one that we didn't really touch on was be respectful of your friends don't post yeah. pictures of them when they're they're drunk or they're doing something they shouldn't be doing that's not respectful that's not kind Yeah. and you know we're we should be a decent and we also have a if you're a guest yeah. and
1: you've been asked not to share where the party is at yeah to respect that and yeah not share where the party is at
0: that's right alright any any final words from you today
1: uh, no just thank you for having us Yeah, thank you very
0: much you're most welcome now remember um, regardless of what has always happening in your life you are and always will be you And you are amazing. Um, The key is to reconnect with that space and learn to build a relationship with your body so you can recognize when your body is trying to tell you something's not quite right. And then seek support from the appropriate support service, be that mental or physical health. And as uh, the two wise young women in the studio today have shown, um, support is there. In the community. The podcast for today's show will be available through the Stay in the Loop with Lucy website and on SoundCloud. And if you would like to get updates, then please remember to like the At Stay in the Loop with Lucy Facebook page. And links to all of those spaces are available on the Triple H homepage. Until next week's show, remember to take a moment to look after you, connect with the amazing people in our community, be kind, be caring, be loved, be all of you. You've been listening to Stay In The Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM